It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 141. And we're back from Queensland, back in Sydney, and uh, hoping that you are all getting through COVID. Here, it's almost as though it didn't exist. Uh, We've had no local cases for quite some time. And people are not wearing masks, cinemas and theatres can be 100% capacity, and so on. And we're aware that in other parts of the world, particularly those of you in Brazil, um, in Germany, in India, India, which has become the hotspot now, we're aware that this is, these are very, very different circumstances. And we do pray for you all. It's uh, The news here, of course, is that the EU, although they deny this, in effect... Uh, denied Australia 3 million, blocked 3 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is a shame because Australia are going to use a million of those to help a country that's in a far worse condition, and that's Papua New Guinea. Anyway, let's move away from that, and uh, here is Sir Keir Starmer. I'm here today at Jesus House in London. It's a wonderful example of a church serving their community by coming together with health professionals and volunteers in the fight against the virus. From rolling out the vaccine to running the local food bank, Jesus House, like many other churches across the UK, has played a crucial role in meeting the needs of the community. Together we can seize this opportunity to go forward and to build a better, more secure future for everyone. That's a clip that you're privileged to get because he deleted it a day later. He visited Jesus House Church in London where he said all these wonderful things and then a day later he deleted it. Why did he delete it? Well, I've written about this and you can read about it on the website. But the reason, as many of you will know, is because the LGBT mob, and I do say mob, uh, got word that he'd been to this church as has Boris Johnson, as have others, a very big church. And this church, amazingly, astonishingly, actually believes the Bible and believes what Jesus teaches. So in Jesus's house, they go by Jesus's rules, and particularly about same-sex marriage. So, of course, it doesn't matter that they're black. It doesn't matter what good works they do. It doesn't matter that they're doing the COVID vaccine. The one thing that trumps all of that is that they are not for same-sex marriage. And that's it. Now, there's so much about that that shows the, the craziness of our world. Um, mind you, let's tie this in with COVID a little bit as well, because uh, last week at Easter, well, just here, here listen to this little clip. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, gathering is unfortunately lawful, unlawful under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. You are not allowed to meet inside with this many people under law. At this moment in time, you need to go home, failure to comply with this direction to leave and go to your home address ultimately could lead you to be fined £200 or if you fail to give your details to you being arrested. I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, though it is quite a 
it is Good Friday and I appreciate you would like to worship that this gathering is unlawful, so please may you leave the building now. Thank you. To me, it was astonishing to see police going into a Polish Catholic mass in London and closing down the service. Now, um, the service actually wasn't illegal, but even if it had been, they could have waited. And then I love the wee clip of the Canadian, I think it was an Orthodox priest, who just shoved the police out the door. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Get out of this property immediately. I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this this property immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out. Out. Out of this property, you Nazis. Out. Out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Anyway, um, let's go to America. And just something that struck me again last weekend up in Queensland, I was thinking about this. I put on the television and the news was number one item of news, attack on Capitol Hill. And it was just mentioned within 24 hours, it had changed. It wasn't mentioned at all. Now, what had happened? If the person who'd done that attack had been a kind of far-right white supremacist or a Trump supporter or something, I don't think we would have heard the end of it. But because it wasn't, we heard nothing. The gentleman who crashed a car into a US Capitol barrier was Noah Green. He uh, is a member of the Nation of Islam and its leader, Louis Farrakhan. In other words, he's a black separatist, not a white separatist. Uh, He had legally changed his name to Noah Zahim Mohammed. Uh, He was shot and killed by police after the incident. One policeman died and one was hurt. And I think just what gets me, I mean, that's very sad. And who knows, almost certainly there were mental health issues. But there is no doubt whatsoever. Do any of you really doubt that if the BBC or ABC or others found out that this was a far-right spokesperson or spokesperson, a far-right terrorist, that that would not have continued to be the headline news? And people, our politicians, would have in solemn tones denounced this. So why not a word about the fact that he was Nation of Islam, uh, a black extremist group? Well, I think we know the answer to that one. Anyway, let's continue with the mad world. Australians, oh, let us rejoice, for we are young and free. We've golden soil and wealth fertile. That is the Australian National Anthem, Advance Australia Fair. Well, as in all Western countries who are, which are predominantly white, predominantly white middle-class liberal progressives are doing their best to trash their own country. 
And that's true here in New South Wales, where the Education Department, which, by the way, this is meant to be a, a liberal, as in conservative state here, have got a, pro, uh, a program for schools called Racism No Way, which bills itself as anti-racism education for Australian schools. Well, who can be against anti-racism education? Well, you can if you realise what they're doing. Children here are being taught that they should feel guilty because they're white. The lessons which aim to develop the foundation knowledge and skills needed to counter racism, prejudice and discrimination are the kind of understanding from very small children. You're talking about from not just primary children, but from nursery children. They're told it's hard to recognize racism, especially if you're not the target. And racism is a policy or system of government and society based upon it. They're taught about institutional racism and national flags. And uh, I think by the time they get to secondary school, they are asked to consider if the Australian flag is still appropriate for Australia in 2021. Well, what about the Australian National Anthem? Is that still appropriate? The point about this is our children are being indoctrinated by Western white liberals generally into this theory, which is fundamentally, it's, it's, it's just fundamentally immoral. I actually think it is racist. And I think we need to fight and stand against it. But that's part of the mad world. course um the james bond theme well the mad world the head of mi6 the british spy agency has hoisted the transgender flag to show his support for lgbtiq spies ah bond you missed your trick there um he said roger moore richard moore not roger moore roger moore was one of the guys who played richard moore said he was marking international transgender day of visibility and uh Although we face threats from China, Russia and Iran, more stressed that a diverse pool of talent strengthens the security services we're proud of our trans and non-binary colleagues. Diversity makes us more effective, inclusion makes us stronger. Oh yeah. Alright, and here's some... Well, uh, let me let me see if you can guess before we play the music. Classic FM every Easter do the ask its listeners to vote on the, their favourite piece of classical music. They do the top three hundred. It includes film music. Um, for I think it may have been the past ten years in a row, this piece of music has been number one, and this year was no different. That is, of course, Ralph Vaughan Williams, The Lark Ascending. Absolutely beautiful piece. 
By the way, in case you wanted to know, I'm, I'm not going to list all 300, but uh, Rachmon Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto Number no. 2, which is phenomenal. And Vaughan Williams has got one at number three as well. Um, Fantasia on a theme um, are, again, another incredibly beautiful piece of music. I think that uh, Holst, who wrote The Planets, has, has done well. He's got five pieces in the top 300. Beethoven, of course, and Bach and, uh, and the others are always there. I think Beethoven, again, had the most pieces uh, within it. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we go from the sublime to the ridiculous. The Evangelical Church in Berlin, Brandenburg, and Silesia, Upper Lusatia, which is part of the Protestant Evangelical Church of Germany, has started a campaign in its 32 schools with a pro-LGBT campaign. Now, none of that's particularly surprising. But the posters have the Bible verse, Do Not Be Afraid, found in chapters uh, and the Nativity in the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2. But in this new version of it, they are saying that this mess is a message that opens doors and frees from the chains of fear, and it's you know back to diversity, orientation, and identity. They, this is what they argue: the stories of the Bible can only be interpreted in the context of time and society. An apparently literal interpretation of the Bible does not correspond to our evangelical understanding of history, biblical interpretation, and modern faith. Therefore, diversity is binding for us, and the resulting mandate is very clear, namely to establish spaces in which diversity can arise and express itself. Now, that goes back to Keir Starmer. So, for a church that calls itself evangelical and Lutheran, and Luther, if he was in his grave, would be spinning it, because it's an appalling misunderstanding of both the Bible, Christianity, Lutheranism, Evangelicalism. We don't get to pick and choose and get the Bible to fit our culture as we want. What the Evangelical Lutheran Church are saying is it's not Evangelical, it's not Lutheran, and it's not even a church. Which is, it should not be a surprise that it is in free fall in terms of its membership, thanks to the theologically liberal positions that the clergy are taking. They're killing the church. Now, let's move on to another big issue. I've been dealing a lot with this in terms of speaking to lawyers, and that's the nature of law in our society. It's very, very important that the basis, we, I don't think people understand, the basis of our law is based on the Bible, uh, on principles such as equality before the law for everybody, the beggar and the king are under the same laws, and also trial by jury, that comes from the Magna Carta, which is itself based upon Christianity, the need for witnesses and the need for evidence. Well, that's all changing. And here's a, a wee clip that I picked up actually from TikTok. Uh, have a listen to this. We, the members of the jury, find the defendant guilty looking. You can't find him guilty looking. You have to say guilty or not guilty based on the facts. I am basing it on the facts. The fact that he looks guilty. It doesn't matter what he looks like. You have to give your verdict based on whether you think he committed the crime in question. Oh, well, you didn't say that, did you? You said, how do we find him? That's just how we phrase it in court. Well, you shouldn't. 
If that was Jack the Ripper sat there, we may have found him a pleasant and amiable chap. And we'd have said that, you'd have let him go, and then you'd have had the blood of innocent women all over your hands. Look, sir... What you should say is, do we think the defendant did it? All right, do you think he did it? Ah, well, that's a difficult question. It was well over a hundred years ago. Not Jack the Ripper, this man here. Him? Well, as I say, he looks a little bit dodgy, but I don't think he's a prostitute murderer. No, do you think he's guilty or not guilty of stealing a washing machine? Guilty. He definitely did it. And I'm not basing that on the way he looks. And what are you basing it on? His defence. At last. She looks shifty as well. <laughs> now, what's significant about that is, uh, I mean, it's Lee Mack, and I, I think it's very, very, very well done, but they're mocking the fact that people will make decisions based upon how someone looks, how the defendant looks, how the lawyers look. You know... That's not that far off where we're at in some ways because we're moving away from what I mentioned before about the traditional Christian way of doing justice to having trial by media or trial by mob. And I think here in Australia of Cardinal Pell, and I did hear people say, good people say, oh, well, he looks guilty or I don't like the Catholic Church, so they must be guilty. No, 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 no. He was found to be innocent. And, you know, yes, are there people who are guilty or found innocent, absolutely. But I, I, I tell you what's even worse than that is people who are innocent who are found guilty. And that's the way that we're heading. Now, let me say something else about TikTok. I've only started using it, and I find it to be both a fascinating and horrendous way of communicating. Um, I think most of what I've seen, a lot of what I've seen, maybe that's just been targeted at me, is pretty well smut and sexual content. Um, there are there is there are some brilliant is some brilliant stuff as well. However, I think as a means of communication, it can be particularly dangerous because the, the attention span is so short and it's being used for propaganda in quite a, an, an alarming way and being used to gather information as well. The Spectator had a very good article on TikTok having a problem with misinformation. You know, there are certain people that will ban and then there are other things that's allowed. And it does appear as those state agencies from China, amongst others, are using that considerably. Okay, let's go on to consider... Yeah, no, I want to mention this, speaking about misinformation. You know, there is a Christian or religious, but a Christian satellite channel called Love World, who've been fined by Ofcom £125,000 because of a program they had, the Global Day of Prayer, where they found that the news content was that was presented was potentially harmful and that there were unsubstantiated theories about the coronavirus without providing adequate information for its viewers. Now, before people start crying persecution, I actually think Ofcom were spot on on this one. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because they had, Love World had people saying things like, you know, that the pandemic's a planned event created by the deep state, the vaccine is a sinister means of administering nanochips nano to control people, fraudulent testing has been carried out, and so on. Now, none of this, none of this, was offered really with any evidence. And Ofcom, to be fair to them, stated that a legitimate debate about the official response to the coronavirus pandemic is fundamental. 
to holding public authorities to account during this global health crisis. However, the harm that could be caused by something like this, I think they were spot on. And I think Love World were actually wrong. All right. Um, here's our good friend, Keith Getty. Well, I started to write hymns and uh, then I gerrymandered life to get an introduction to Stuart Tynan. We met, we met, didn't get on particularly well. He said, let's write one song, then we never have to talk to each other again. And, uh, and that was the song. I wrote the melody on the back of a Northern Ireland electricity bill. It was written with letters, actually letters rather than anything else, on the back of a Northern Ireland electricity bill. And uh, I, I found it in a bag of manuscript mel melodies that I've been writing. And the reason I did it in the studio session that day was it, it was the only one that wasn't in the manuscript paper. I noticed it. So I did that and sent it to him. He liked it. Um, he, he liked it. And, uh, and my only contribution to the lyrics was we had a conversation about the theme, the, you know, the life of Christ. And, and when he wrote it, I, I, I flipped around the first line to making Christ alone the title. I thought that was the title for the ages. And uh, so I flipped that around. But other than that, it was Stuart Townend's lyric. It was a, it's an, extra, it's an extraordinary masterpiece. And uh, that was the kindness of the Lord because, you know, I've never, I've worked pretty hard for the 20 years since at, at writing and I've never been able to repeat that. You know, that was, we've worked and we've worked hard and, and, and written a catalog of songs that I hope are useful, but, but that was just a, that was just a sort of a zinger moment, so. Yeah, he's talking about this song. In Christ alone, my hope is found. And he is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still, when striving cease, my comforter. My all in all, here in the love of Christ, I stand. And all I've got to say is beautiful, wonderful, wonderful song. And 20 years, it's a 20 year anniversary of it. That's why we've done that. That's truth. That's truth. This isn't truth. This is from the Chinese government. They played this in Canberra, also in the UK, and I believe in Canada. Uh, it's a video of the Xinjiang, the Uyghur, the Xi'an um, province where the Uyghurs are. Xinjiang has been an integral and inseparable part of the Chinese territory, and indeed, a land of special significance. Under the strong leadership of the CPC's Central Committee, under the exceptional care of the party and the central government have devoted, with the generous assistance from the 19 pairing up provinces and cities, and through the concerted efforts of carters and the masses of all ethnic groups, Xinjiang has been transformed into a land of life, a land of thriving vitality. Now, they portray Xinjiang as a land of life, a land of thriving vitality, of economic development, social stability, livelihood improvement, and religious harmony. But a million people are in concentration camps. But it's not just the Chinese who Chinese Communist Party who do propaganda. There's a really creepy video from the Scottish National Party for its government. Just listen to this wee bit. Scotland is ignored by this Tory government. The Prime Minister 
their master claims devolution's a disaster and denies Scotland the choice to decide our own future. So who will care? When you see your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandpa and nan, how can we get governments that care about them? The governments that we can trust to work tirelessly for Scotland, day after day after day. Who will care? And this is done over an Orwellian 1984-type picture of, of Big Sister, Nicola Sturgeon. She cares for you. She's the chief mommy. Ooh, it, it's, there's just something profoundly creepy about it. But then I was a bit encouraged with Scottish politics. Our good friend Ewan Gurr, Christian, anti-poverty campaigner, he's standing for the new Restore Party in Dundee West. And I love his slogan, Rebuild, Recover, Reinvest. I love, um, he wants to deal with the drugs crisis, but I love this. I would reinvest 40% of an MSP's salary, a minimum of 25,600, back into grassroots projects supporting people in the constituency and across Dundee. Absolutely, absolutely. If I was back home in Dundee, he'd have my vote. All right, I'm going to um, love you and leave you. It's... You know, there's wonderful music, great Christian songs, political leaders attending churches, them backing off the the madness of, of the woke system, the wrongness sometimes that we get within the church, all of that stuff we look at. And please do feel free to pass on uh, any information or news to us. But I'm going to leave you. I, I like to dig out maybe one or two unusual songs. And this is a wonderful guy called Dave Alvin. As far as I know, he's not a Christian. And this is a song called Peace. You take one man's heart and make another man live. You even go to the moon and then you come back thrill. And you can crush any country in a matter of weeks. But it don't make sense if you can't make peace. We're not going to get peace without Christ. The song is fantastic because he's saying, look, we can do all these wonderful things. We can do heart surgery. We can do the most amazing technical things. But what's the use of it without peace? And I don't think government's going to bring us peace. And I don't think programs are going to bring us peace. I don't think organizations are going to bring us peace. It's only Christ who will bring us peace. So let's pray for that. And for those of you who are not yet Christians, find him. For those of you who are, pray that you would find him. For those of you who are, remember that it's Christ who is our peace. You can make the transfusion that can save a life. the darkness in the broad daylight You can make the deaf man hear and the dumb man speak but it don't make sense if you can't make peace If you'd like to support Quantum then just go on to the Podbean fundraiser if you've got any news or information or feedback 
just let me know and you will get all the links on theweeflee.com, the blog there. God bless you and see you next week. Yeah, it don't make sense. You know it don't make sense. If you can't make Yeah.